Thank you for joining Amen. us this Easter morning. We are excited that you're here. We want to sing about the great things that Jesus has done. He has risen from the dead, and we are here to celebrate that this morning. Please sing along with us. He has done great things.
so much, worship team. Hey, our Lord and Savior truly has done something absolutely remarkable. He uh, conquered death and he rose to life again so that you and I might have life. Happy Easter, Kavanaugh Church. And again, we're so thankful that you joined us here uh, today, live stream. We, w- we wish you were here. Uh, we miss you a lot, but we know that we can celebrate in spirit and truth together right now. So hope that you have your family around and that you continue singing and worshiping together with us this morning. We love you and let's sing together.
Good morning, Kevin. Also glad that you've joined us online for our Easter service. I'm going to jump right into the Word of God. Today we're going to read some good news found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28 and verse 1. It says, Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. What good news. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would take the good news that we have read, and as I speak it on the outside, I pray that you would speak it into our hearts. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So today, church, I'm going to talk to you about good news, and the reason why is because I am so sick of hearing bad news. <laughs> I mean, for the last three weeks, it, it seems like I have been living in this uh, vinyl vault from 1971, and I keep hearing the song from the Carpenters. Remember them, all you old people, all right? The Carpenters, brother and sister team, they were singing this song, Hanging Around, Nothing to Do But Frown. Rainy days and Mondays always get me down. And it seems like every day I'm down. Why? Because all I hear is bad news. Well, today I've got some good news for you. And the good news is Jesus has risen. Now, I, I do have kind of a, a twisted sense of humor. One of my favorite stories is the story, I, I don't know if it's true, I've been told it's true, I really don't think it is, but the story of a man and woman who went to the Holy Land for vacation, and her mother went. Now, to say that this man and his mother-in-law didn't get along very good is an understatement. She hated him, and he didn't like her very much as well. But while they were in the Holy Land, this mother-in-law had a heart attack and died. And so they went to a local undertaker, and, uh, and the undertaker said, well, you've got two options. We can ship her body back to the United States, and it's going to cost about $6,000, or we could do a very nice burial right here in the Holy Land for about $1,000. Well, without hesitation, the man said, box her up and send her home. The undertaker was a bit baffled. He said, well, that, that sure is a whole lot of money to spend, and we really could do a nice job right here. The, the guy said, listen, 2,000 years ago, a fella died over here, and y'all buried him. Three days later, he came out of the tomb. I don't want to take that chance. You know what? The good news today is Jesus is no longer in the tomb. The tomb is empty. Jesus Christ has risen. Today we serve a living Savior, 
And that, my friends, is good news. The resurrection is good news, number one, because of what it reveals. You might wonder, well, preacher, what does the resurrection of Jesus reveal? Well, it reveals that Jesus is God. Think for a moment what the angel said to these two ladies. Matthew chapter 28, verse 6. The angel said, he is not here. That is, he is no longer in the tomb. He has risen just as he said. You see, what makes the resurrection even more amazing is that Jesus said it would happen before it happened. Jesus called his shot. <laughs> Years ago when my son Zane was a little boy, he would love to come up to the church at night and shoot baskets in the gym. And So I'd bring him up here and I'd go to my office and study and he'd be in the gym for hours shooting the basketball and Sometimes I'd come in and shoot with him, and, and I'd say, okay, Zane, call your shot. And he'd say, okay, Dad, this is what I'm going to do. And he'd tell me how he was going to dribble and what he was going to do with the ball, and then he would shoot it. And you know, when he made it, it was really cool because he called his shot. Well, Jesus called his own shot here. Jesus prophesied that he would be crucified and that he would be raised from the dead in three days. And you know what? It happened. And the fact that it happened testifies to the fact that Jesus is God. Think this through. If the resurrection had not happened as Jesus said it would happen, then we couldn't believe anything else that he said in the Bible. But because he kept his word about something as impossible as rising from the dead... You can be sure that every other promise he made in the Bible is going to happen. For example, his promise of peace. Jesus is the only one who can give peace. He gives a peace that passes understanding. What about his promise to forgive? If he says that he's going to forgive, then he will forgive. All we have to do is confess and he forgives. Or what about his promise for eternal life? He told us in John chapter 11, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. So the resurrection is good news because of what it reveals. It reveals that Jesus is God. Number two, the resurrection is good news because of what it releases. And you say, well, preacher, what does it release? It releases the power of God to change your life. I've been a senior pastor for 36 years, and I can't tell you the number of people who've, who have come to me with their problems. And, and sometimes, it, and I'm not, I'm not whining up here, but sometimes it seems like the only reason people want to come talk to me is to tell me their problems. So if you ever have any good news happen to you, come tell me about it. Because I want to rejoice with you in your good news. And, and I will talk to you about bad news as well. People come and say things like this to me all the time. Pastor, my life is out of control. I mean, I can't change the situation I'm in. I can't break this bad habit that is killing me. I can't save my marriage. I can't get out of debt. I can't, I can't, I can't. It's like they don't have the power. And that's just the point. You don't have the power. What you really need is a power greater than yourself. 
You see, you were never meant to live this life on your own power because you don't have enough power. God wants to come into your life and with his power, he can make you a victorious Christian. I love what Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 says out of the Living Bible. How incredibly great is his power to help those who believe in him. So if you believe in Jesus, he's got this reservoir of incredible power to help you. And, and then he classifies his power. It is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. You talk about good news. This is great news. The same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead is available to you this very day. The resurrection of Jesus Christ has released that power to come into your life to help you with the problems that are getting you down today. Now, here's the fact. You don't know what the future holds. I don't know what's going to happen today, tomorrow, next week, next month. We don't know how long this virus is going to last. We don't know how long we're going to be shut up. We don't know how long we're not going to be able to go to work. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and neither do you. But you know what? That really doesn't matter because God knows. And God has the power to change things. Even though it might be out of my control, it's not out of God's control. And so whatever is, is your issue today, whatever has got you down, let me tell you, all you need is the power of Jesus Christ in your life because he can change the ordinary into extraordinary. He can change your life. He has the power to make you a victorious Christian today. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. That's the good news about the resurrection. It has released the resurrection power of Jesus into your life. Number three, the resurrection is good news because of what it reverses. And really, it reverses two things. First of all, it reverses the effects of sin and death in my life. That was the point of Jesus dying on the cross and being raised from the dead. It was to break the power of sin and death in your life. Romans chapter 4 verse 25 tells us this. He was delivered over to death for our sins and he was raised to life for our justification. The word justification means just as if you had never sinned. And so Jesus died to take your sins away to make you justified in the eyes of God. That is great news. Why is it great news? Because all of us have the same problem. <laughs> it is a sin problem. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And with that sin comes guilt. Everybody I know is gripped with guilt. Why? Because we've all done things that we wished we had not have done. We've all said things that we regret saying. We've all thought things that we wished we have not have thought. We all have regrets. Every one of us has guilt. And that guilt can be a powerful force in our life. But thank God for Colossians chapter 2 verse 14. He, Jesus 
has canceled every record of the debt that we owed. That is our sin debt that we owe against God. And Jesus has canceled our debt. Christ has done away with it by nailing it to his very cross. Man, what a powerful verse. Jesus has canceled our sin debt. You know that word canceled. We, we use the word canceled like talking about canceled checks. How long do you remember a canceled check? Well, not for very long. I mean, how long do you remember a bill that has been paid? Well, you don't remember it. And this is the point. What God has forgiven, you can forget. I want to say that again. You need to hear this. What God has forgiven, you can forget. I don't have to keep beating myself to death over things that I regret, things that are in my past, rehearsing them in my memory over and over and over again. I can quit nailing myself to the cross over things that I feel bad about because Jesus was nailed to the cross. Amen. That is great news. How many of you, when you were a kid going on vacation with your parents and and your siblings were in the back seat of the car and, and your parents would just turn around and whack you because you were fighting all the time. Okay. Okay. Now, kids today, I, I, you know, that hasn't changed, all right? That still goes on. But, but the things parents give their kids to entertain them on long trips has changed. Today, kids have all this technology. Uh, all you need to make sure of is that they have a source of power to plug into their device so that they can be entertained and they can wear earbuds and headphones. We didn't have that when I was a kid. I'm talking 1960s, okay? So my parents did the next best thing. We had this little thing right here. This was our iPad. Can you all see that on the, on the camera? It's, it's called Magic. It was Magic. It's an Etch-A-Sketch. This is, this is antique, but this is what my parents bought my sister and I to entertain us. And it did entertain us, but it didn't stop them from turning around whacking us because we would fight over who got to play with it, all right? And here's how an Etch-A-Sketch works. This knob over on the right side, you turn it, and, and you have a line that goes up and down. I don't know that y'all can see that, but I'm drawing a line that's going up and down. And then I can take this one, and I can go horizontal across. And, and I don't know if you see that, but I just drew a cross. Isn't that beautiful? That's the best I can do on an Etch-A-Sketch, all right? But here's the thing. After you draw your picture on the Etch-A-Sketch, you just turn it upside down, and you shake it, and the screen is cleared. You have erased it. Let me tell you, Colossians chapter 2, verse 14, is God's Etch-A-Sketch verse in the Bible. God says, I want to wipe your slate clean. I want to give you a clear conscience. I want to take all of your sin and erase it. And that's what the resurrection of Jesus Christ has done. It has reversed the grip of sin and death in our life. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 affirms this. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Regardless of who you are and regardless of what you've done, let me tell you, you matter to God. God loves you and God cares for you. God wants to forgive you. God wants to set you free. God wants to take your sin away, your guilt away, and your regrets away. 
God wants to give you a second chance. God wants to give you the ability to start all over again. And the cool thing is, because of Easter, you can start over again this very day. It reminds me of the lady who was married uh, to her sweetheart for like 40 years. And then he tragically died. And, and I'm telling you, she, she was grief-struck. And she went to the, uh, the funeral home and, and uh, picked out a tombstone. And here's what she had etched on that tombstone. The light of my life has gone out. And that's really the way she felt. The light of my life has gone out. A couple of years later, she met another guy, though. And she fell in love. And she got married again. And so she went back and added this line to the tombstone. Remember the first line? The light of my life has gone out. She added this underneath it. I've struck a new match. Yeah. You know what? Here's the cool deal. Today, you can strike a new match. Today, you can start over. Today, God can clear your slate and take care of your sin, your guilt, and your regrets. Here's what the resurrection of Jesus does. It also reverses the grip of death in my life. The greatest problem that we all share and have in common is the problem of death. And we just don't know what to do with death. We can't avoid it. Everybody's going to die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. So, you know, why, why not prepare for it? Huh? Only a fool would go all the way through their life knowing that something is going to come, knowing that something is going to happen, and not be ready for it. That really doesn't make any sense, does it? Maybe sometimes we just get so busy living life that we don't think about what's going to happen in our future. People don't like to talk about death. In fact, I challenge you with this. After the uh, coronavirus is all over with and we, we can get back together and have friends over, invite some, some uh, unchurched friends to your house for, for coffee and cake and you all sit down at the table and, and say to them, hey guys, let's talk about death. And just see what happens, you know. They'll probably get up and, and run out the door. Well, let's talk about it. Now, don't turn me off, all right? I'm just going to spend a second doing this, but I think it's important that you and I talk about it. Here's what the Bible says about eternity. It says this about heaven and hell, and specifically it says this about heaven. The Bible tells us that heaven is a perfect place. And I want you to know it, it is. It's absolutely perfect. There is no sin in heaven. There is no crime in heaven. There is no disease in heaven. There are no mistakes in heaven. Heaven is absolutely a perfect place. But the Bible also tells us this about heaven. You've got to be perfect to go there. You might say, oh, preacher, I don't stand a chance. <laughs> and no, you don't. <laughs> Neither do I. But that's what Easter really is all about. Heaven's a perfect place, and if God let you in being imperfect, then it wouldn't be perfect anymore. So what did God do? God sent his son, the perfect one, to let you in. Now, follow me here because you're going to think I'm preaching heresy. But the Bible really does talk about there's, there's two ways to get to heaven. There's only one way. For, well, yes, but really, if you go back to the beginning, there, there's really two ways to get to heaven. The first way is you, you just got to be good enough. I'll call it the performance plan. 
okay? And, and here's the way the performance plan works. From the day you're born, you're just perfect. I mean, you never do anything wrong. You never say anything wrong. You never think anything wrong. You always do the right thing. You never sin. And, and that's the way it was in the beginning. It all changed in Genesis chapter 3 because Adam and Eve couldn't stay perfect. But if you were able on this performance plan to live a perfect life, when you died, God would say, why should I let you into my heaven? And you would say, because God, I was perfect. I never did anything wrong. I never sinned. And he would say to you, well, you've earned it. Come on in. But you know what? That, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> because all of us have sinned. And the likelihood of, of getting into heaven like that is, is just like the likelihood of getting into baseball's Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. If the standard was you have to bat 1,000 your entire career and never make any errors on defense. Is that ever going to happen? No. Because we are imperfect people living in an imperfect world. There's no chance of you making it into heaven on the performance plan after Genesis chapter 3. So what did God do? God came up with his own plan of salvation. He sent his son Jesus Christ to planet earth. Jesus, the perfect son of God, who never did sin, who always did the right thing, who was perfect as a man and the Son of God. He hung on Calvary's cross, and your sins were placed upon him. Literally, Jesus died on the cross for you so that you could go to heaven. And here's what it takes for you to get into heaven. You've just got to believe Jesus. You've got to trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if you do that, when you die, God's going to say to you, why should I let you into my heaven, my perfect place? The only right answer is by saying to God, because I accepted your free gift of salvation. I believed in Jesus Christ. The Bible says the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And my friend, that is the only way you can get into heaven. The fact is, we don't like to talk about death, but it's going to happen. Someday it's going to happen to all of us. And it seems to me, since you know that it's going to happen, that it's inevitable, only a fool would go all the way through their life without actually preparing for something they know is going to happen. And so let me say to you very quickly this morning, you're really not ready to live until you're ready to die. And you're only ready to die when you accept Jesus as your Savior. So the obvious question this morning is this. Have you accepted God's free gift of salvation? Have you invited Jesus into your heart? Do you believe the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? You're not watching this live stream by accident today. I really believe that. In fact, I believe that a thousand years ago, God knew what was going to be happening on April the 12th, 2020. God knew that this virus would have everybody inside, no one in churches, that everybody's on live stream, and that you would log in to Kavanaugh Church or on Facebook Live to Kavanaugh Church, and you would be watching me in my pretty pants, right? preaching to you this morning. And God has a message for you. God wants me to tell you, that he loves you, and that the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ can save you from your sins. He can change your life today. 
And that is some good news, man. Many years ago, there was a preacher who challenged me with the good news of Jesus. He challenged me to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He challenged me to believe in Jesus. And I'm so glad that I did. Because that changed my life. Not only through my years on this earth, it changed my life for all eternity. And so I want to issue that same challenge to you today. Would you accept Jesus? Would you allow the power of his resurrection to change your life? You know, there's no sense in you wondering where you're going to spend eternity when you can know. You can nail it down today. You can know for sure that you're going to heaven, that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life just by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Here at Cavanaugh Church, we say going to heaven is as simple as A, B, C. A, admit the fact that you're a sinner, and you all are, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. B, believe that Jesus is the only one who can save you, and he is. And then C, confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, and you'll be saved. Would you pray that prayer with me? Heavenly Father, I confess my sins to you, and I invite you into my life. Lord, would you please forgive me? Write my name in heaven's book of life. Save me today, Lord, and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you are a believer, let me tell you, you need to go out and be sharing this good news. Everybody around you is sick and tired of the bad news, so let's share with them the good news of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. Log back in tonight at 6 o'clock with your kids, and you can hear Brother Johnny. He's got a special guest with him tonight, and you're going to love that service if you're a kid. At 6 o'clock, you can also log in to Instagram Live and hear a message from Brother Nathan, our teen pastor, and then at 6.30, we're going to have an adult Sunday school lesson taught by our very own Don Smith. So log in for that as well. Wednesday night, log back in and you can hear Brother Devin as he shares a message of hope with you. Remember, we love you, but better than that, God loves you.